It's time for Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time on a Monday. Bryant Dacus, Brett Norsworthy, Johnny Hill with you for the next three hours. A ton to get to after a busy weekend. We had a lot of college basketball action, some really good games, including the Tigers, a home victory over Florida Atlantic. We talked about it a lot on Friday when we were out at the Crazy Coop um, about how this was kind of a game that felt like everyone had circled no matter what this season was going to be for FAU or for Memphis, because of what happened last year in that uh, tournament game, this one was the big one, and it was fun at FedEx Forum yesterday. Uh, but like I said, Brian Brett with you for the next three hours. Brett, how are you this afternoon? Brian, I'm great, and we did talk a lot about it on Friday. We knew the stakes, mm-hmm. and the Tigers stepped up with once again with you know controversy swirling around the program with the late Friday night news into Saturday morning, and I, I really do want to keep it on the great win, yeah. but with with all that news and the subsequent mm. uh, not playing, holding back Malcolm Dandridge, we'll, we'll sure. see how, how much or, or if, that, if that story grows. I think if it's isolated to one person, mm-hmm. it's not a great look, no. but it's much better than if it's two or three or four on Friday night. You know, I'm getting texts from people that it's as many as six, and it includes other sports. And you know, on Sunday it could be, I mean, any number of of, of doomsday scenarios. Well, none of that played out. Right. But I also want to do this, right? Bluff City Media was right. They were, yeah. And they they deserve credit for sure. that. I, I I saw a kind of a scary, disturbing thread. Throughout kind of Tiger Memphis centric uh, Twitter o- over the weekend of it doesn't matter who gets it first as long as it's right. Well, they were first and right. Yeah. No, absolutely, they were, and so uh, definitely credit to them. And that, that's and, worth something, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It sure used to be. Yeah. I mean, p- people have a, a a a room full of of. Pulitzer's over sure. that. Absolutely, and that's now, that's big for sure. You know, it may not be the Times, and it may right. not be the Post, and sure. it may not may not be a lot of things, but they they were right. No, absolutely, and and that's big. You know, being being right is is certainly priority, but also you know being the first to get a scoop like that is huge, and and it's not the first time they've broken news this year. So definitely credit to them. Um, and then uh, you know, I but but some of the responses I I I was seeing even after the university uh put out their statement about it, and you know you had everybody reporting it, all the news stations, all of right. the uh, you know beat writers and all of that. I saw some people going into comment sections of of people that. You know, we're just saying what was in the the press release from the university and saying, "Well, I don't know why you're why you're going after Malcolm Dandridge like that." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm just it's, we're just saying what was in the statement, and, right? Uh, and so, definitely, I mean, not a good look at all when you have something like now, this. Now, the the reluctance, the reticence, the holding back, waiting for more information to to play out. I can understand that as well. Sure. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. But. 
you know, that was uh, certainly a weird way to start the weekend. Um, you Wasn't know, it? Kind of going into this, uh, you know, oh, excitement over the game, and then Friday night you you hear those reports and and you see that, and and then you're kind of waiting for for you know something to, to to drop, and then Saturday morning we really got it from the university releasing that statement, and uh, I think a lot of people you know made them very nervous for what the game would be, but a lot of guys stepped up without kind of having that big man presence and, and turned into a uh, a great win for the Tigers. I, and, and you you have had you've had some suggest now that that might even be better going forward. No, it's not. Yesterday, I, I think kind of because you saw what the big man for FAU did, and yeah. the, tig- the Tigers know they have to play him again. I'm, I'm a pretty results-driven person. Mm-hmm. The team that wins, well, for whatever reason, it may, it may really stink, but to the victory go the spoils, they won. Sure. FAU had the luckiest Final Four run in the <laughs> history of Final Fours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know they, it was kind of, you know, during that, the game on, uh, yesterday on ESPN, it was kind of brutal how much we talked about what happened last year with those last seconds. But, you know, wherever you kind of sit on, on the timeout, you know, they, they get the benefit of, of them, you know, saying a jump ball instead of a timeout. And then you go, now they game. didn't, they didn't make Kendrick Davis and Malcolm no, fight among each no, other. No, 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 no. That was, you know, a little, little side plot of all that. But then, you know, you, you win that game and you, immediately look up and instead of Purdue you know the number one overall seed you're seeing FDU FDU I mean that's a that's a pretty good way to to start those first two rounds it which sounds like a online acronym for something ugly <laughs> well FDU uh-huh that's right no you get confused uh, if you yeah. didn't know about fairly Dickinson what'd you say to me I said FDU <laughs> that's right that's right no no but you're right but you know I think uh you know for the Tigers we you know there were people wondering what um how much this would mean to them and, you know, how, how much energy they would bring with, you know, so few guys coming back from the team that, you know, had that interaction with FAU last year. And they were, they were into it early. They brought it early and really, uh, controlled that game really all afternoon. And this is the time of year as we're boiling down to it. Uh, next Monday finally starts conference tournament action. Uh, this is the last Monday in February. And then next Monday, conference tournament action begins. The following weekend, the time changes. Mm-hmm. And then the following weekend, uh, somebody's got a birthday and there's a field, a bra- bracket re- revealed. Uh, in three Mondays, we will be sitting here talking about who's in, who's out, who's snubbed. I don't think there are many snubs mm. anymore. I, I, I don't. With, with, with Dayton expanded uh, to the two night affair and, and 68, I, I can't really make a, a strong case or you, others can and, 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 and others will. But this is when, you know, you have to get hot. Mm-hmm. This was a weekend where everybody kind of in the bubble world mm-hmm. lost. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of uh, I forgot who which helps Memphis absolutely. And I, I can't remember now who I saw this tweeted out on Twitter um, Saturday night, but I think it was like nine of the first ten in Joe Lenardi's you know bubble you know next however many out lost on Saturday. Oh, yeah, you're right, Brian. And, you're right. And so you yeah. know that's that's definitely huge for the Tigers. They can get hot here. I mean. There's a, there's a reason these teams are on the bubble and are trying to fight in, and you know. Now here's the rub there though. A lot of the, I, it'd be hard for the another weekend of that to happen, and the Tigers stay victorious, mm-hmm. winning Thursday at East Carolina 
and winning Sunday at home at FedEx Forum because a lot of those bubble teams are going to start running into each other. Right, right. In these bigger conferences. Yeah, no, exactly. And so I mean, somebody's got to win. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. And so uh, you know, we'll see. I don't think um, you know. Obviously, that win helped the Tigers, and, and it did. obviously they need to to keep playing. But I still think it, it's going to be hard um, without. A super deep run um, in in Fort Worth to to make this as, as an at large. I, I don't reject pulling a, a repeat of last year mm-hmm. of getting hot at the right time. Sure. I don't think those seeds and brackets are going to mean mm-hmm. a whole lot or, right. or, or should scare anybody. I mean, if you're scared of South Florida, <laughs> might need to you know might need to rethink a lot. Brad in the top twenty five this week. If you're scared of South Florida, <laughs> might need to rethink a lot. Somebody's yeah. got to be in there. And and uh, another example of, I, I don't think that top 25 makes a mm. tinkers you-know-what. Mm. Uh, the, 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 these bracketologists matter a lot more than sure. pollsters. Sure, yeah, no, and that's why we, uh, you know, around this time we all – Go daily to all these sites, and you know we're we we talk to Shelby Mast once a week to see what's going on in in his bracket. Is because you know around this point, these are the guys that study what what that field's going to look like, and who are the teams that go, and who are the teams that don't go. Um, and so, no, this is a a huge time of the year. It, it's a huge time of the year. Now, I tell you who the 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 net just loves. Mm-hmm. They love them some Big Twelve, and they should. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, hands down, the best conference in, in basketball. I think I mean, so. It's, it is so good. It's so fun. I mean, that Baylor and Houston game, first game of the day on Saturday, goes to overtime. An incredible game. You had uh, you had uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State later that evening. That uh, Oklahoma forces overtime and then wins it with a uh, you know with a buzzer beater. I mean, it's just always really really good games. Uh, UCF beat. Uh, Texas Tech. I mean, top to bottom, that league is just unbelievable, and 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 a, a good reason why the the metrics like it, and a good reason why um you see a couple of those top teams being talked about as teams that could win it all. I, I know I, after dismissing the top twenty five, I know South Florida. They're, they they got to be proud of that. The job sure. done this year by a first year head coach at just a, a basketball wasteland mm-hmm. that it that it's become. But what what do you think matters more? 25 in AP, was in AP, right? Yeah, AP. 25 in AP or 84 in net? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say probably net, but uh, but certainly, I mean, you know, top 25 is, is great for that program. I know first uh, in program history, but I would say especially this late in the year, uh, certainly the net. And I, I, I know sat, uh, over the weekend – South Florida's magic number to where they can be the one seed, and and Memphis can't be that. That's been accomplished. Memphis cannot be the one. I don't think can be the two even, and and South Florida is about to put you know put the rest of the league away. That would advance them into thir- into Friday automatically, right? They yes. wouldn't play before Friday, right? If they lost on Friday. They got to be sweating on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Of selection show. Well, I, I, I mean, I've, I've said it. You know, you look at all the metrics. They, they better wrap themselves in that ranking and right. hope that covers them. Well, and and you know, we've talked about this before. You know, you look at their net. You look at Kim Palm. You look at all the metrics that that the selection committee looks at, and you know. South Florida does not have great numbers, and and that's going to hurt them. I and I've been saying it. I think, you know, if 
if another team doesn't win the tournament, I think FAU would be the only team to, to get a bid um, in, in the American. But, you know, that certainly could change. And with FAU, you know, if they go on a losing streak, I know now they're kind of down on the 8-9 line. But, uh, but I think, uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll just have to see. But it's going to be a, a competitive tournament, I think. I thought the weekend showed that, to me, it's not a very good league. Rice wins over East Carolina. Texas San Antonio wins at North Texas. Yeah. Uh, Tulsa beat Charlotte. Charlotte, you know, before they came to Memphis, you know, I think they were kind of thinking something mm. of themselves. South Florida beats SMU. The Tigers get the big win. Temple wins on the road at Wichita State. And UAB wins at Tulane. You know how many games Tulane's won since the Tigers left New Orleans? Ooh, since the Tigers left New Orleans, one. Playing Tulane, one is correct. Wow. That was in overtime against Temple. Good job. Overtime against Temple. Wow. Well, that's not not what I really wanted to hear, but uh, that was a while ago. The Tigers left New Orleans. It, Brett, it feels like forever ago. The Tigers left New Orleans. That was what was the? I know it was in the middle of that four game. Was that the start of that four game losing streak? It was the start of it. Yes. Wow. No, no. South Florida at home was. Ah, that's South right. Florida at home. Okay, was. it's the second game of that losing yeah. streak. That was kind of the double whammy yeah. of, of that, and right. then triple, and then. Quiet, but we, we we had that happen. And but still, as as bad as this league is, Tigers win out, get to Sunday. I feel pretty good. Mm. But didn't last year? Haven't we seen in the years past the committee? And I I, I joke about it. Man, they kind of wrap everything up at on, on midnight on Saturday and sure. all hit the mini bar, and that's that's the end of their work. Work here's done. Yeah, no, I mean it certainly feels get, like get the that. big bracket out. Yeah, and and that's why you know I think um, and we I think we talked about this last week. I think you know if the Tigers can continue to find success over these next three games, if you enter the conference tournament on what would that be a five game win streak. And you win your first game, you win your second game, you win your third game. Now you're on. You're in the sixties in the net, right? Now you're now you're playing in that Sunday game. I think you feel a, a whole lot better about it because we know that human nature kind of comes into it, and you know those those people on the committee are going to say, "Oh man, look, Tigers getting hot at just the right time." You know, this is the team we thought that we were going to see uh, all year long, and I, I think that would certainly benefit the Tigers. Now, if, if people want to talk about it, you can. The the whole issue around Malcolm Dandridge, I'm not going to get that exercised about mm. because I know it, it, almost every basketball and football program out there, that could be the breaking news for it tomorrow. Sure. No, is something, that is true. Is something a little bit funky with a term paper and a test mm-hmm. and – and some academic issues. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not absolving it. I'm not saying it's right. Uh, but but I, I'm not. I'm not the academic moral police here either. I'm just saying, uh, is on college campuses a lot of things happen around sure. uh, around academics and around the athletics department. It could be at a lot of places tomorrow. It could. It could. And we'll see. You know, there. It's still kind of. And it was going on in a lot of places yesterday. Oh, yes, Absolutely. it was. Yes, Absolutely. it was. And we still don't know. You know. Um, I think uh, Dave Ocean asked Penny about it before the game, and he kind of said, you know, we don't know if this is going to be a, a one-game thing or if it's going to be a, a rest-of-the-season thing. He declined to comment about it after with uh, with the media. So, I mean, it's still kind of a, a waiting game on if we'll see Malco again this year. Now, I understand his 
vague, being vague sure. about it. And I, I don't blame him. And that that that's kind of crisis PR 101. Right. Yeah. Just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Just say you can't. Don't say anything. Move on. I don't know why he can't, though, because it's not a health issue. It's not right. HIPAA. And it's your own compliance department. Yeah. That is, it's not NCAA. It's not anybody right. called and ratted on anybody at the NCAA. So I don't, I don't know why you couldn't comment about your own, other than it's safe to say I can't comment, right, right. and I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, like you said. I mean, I'm sure uh, every PR person went up to Penny and said, "Look, you know, when they start asking about it, and I understand that, know, just just say you you can't comment on it." And and so you know, we'll have to wait. Here, and see. Here's another thing from the weekend, Brian. You know, kind of my worldview on talk radio is have an opinion. Sure. Have have it based in something. Have it grounded in something. Mm-hmm. Really helps have the facts on your side. Absolutely. But but, but believe in something and, and, and say it. Mm-hmm. I'm not that moved over court storming. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of eh to me. You know, I I think I could make arguments for both sides, but I don't really have a, a firm stance one way or the other. I I know the danger aspect. I've, I've I've told the story many times. Friend of mine's freshman daughter, weighing all of about a hundred and twenty pounds, mm-hmm. when Ole Miss beat Alabama in twenty fourteen, yeah. she goes over the rail in that south end zone, and when she landed, her tibia snapped. Mm-hmm. They spent the night at the emergency room. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that, but you know, and, but there's danger in a lot of places. Yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm not as mad as a lot of people are over. Right. I mean, it's been the topic on oh, yeah. every hot take show everywhere today. No, oh, no, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the second after it happened, it became uh, the biggest story in in the sports world, and it's it's still going on. And you know, there's really no quick way to fix it. But you know, we'll see what what comes out of it, and hopefully for uh, for Kyle Filipowski. Um, he is he is all right and is not uh, you know injured or misses any games. Uh, but let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Uh, at three thirty, we're going to talk about the Tigers and their win over FAU yesterday. A massive game for this Tiger team and, and looked like um, certainly not the same team we saw against uh, against North Texas and SMU. So we'll talk about that uh, in our next segment. Three forty-five. We'll take a look at the AAC conference as a whole in the tournament coming up in just a couple of weeks. 4 o'clock, David Cobb uh, from CBS Sports will join us to talk some college basketball and some college football. 4.30, uh, Shelby Mass from BracketWag.com will join us again. We'll talk about his most recent bracket, some of the teams that are just inside, just outside, what he thinks about the bubble. We'll get to all of that uh, at 4.30. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, DeMichael Cole, the Grizzlies beat writer over at the Commercial Appeal. He'll join us to talk Grizzlies. They're back in action tonight uh, with a home game against the Brooklyn Nets, um, a Brooklyn Nets team that just had to fire their coach a week ago. So should be a fun game at FedEx Forum tonight. 5.30, we'll get to what's trending at 5.45. We'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. Get over there for the floor model sale. All floor model patio sets are priced to move. Wicker sofa set under $2,000. Close out patio cushions as low as $25, pool tables under $1,500, theater seating under $2,000, and four-person hot tubs now under $5,000. Infrared and traditional steam saunas are 25% off. Get ready for summer and purchase your above-ground pool now to get first in line for installation. And that's uh, special financing. It's still available, so head over to Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. 
He's Brian. I'm Brett. We're Sports Time. It's produced by Johnny Hill, and you can join us at 901-360-8255. We'd love for your take on everything from winning to academics to court storming on everything over the weekend. The Grizzlies with a heartbreaker on Friday night again, but again played really, really hard. Big crowd Friday night, almost 17,000 legit there for the Clippers on Friday night. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Great offers on all 2024 models and always special leasing options. They're the one and only Lexus dealership in town, and you can call them at 901-334-9673. Drive in luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking, you'll be driving in style. You could pull off in that convertible today and have the top down on this great day and this weather we have ahead of us. When you purchase the Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design. They make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day, it's got to be what the Tigers did yesterday. How could it not be a 78-74 to win over Florida Atlantic? We talked about the Malcolm Dandridge situation. We first learned about that Friday night, and Saturday morning is when we got the official release from the university saying that he would be held out from the Florida Atlantic game while they investigated what was going on. So I know for me, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people that I talk to on a daily basis kind of worried them for the game oh uh oh we know about the big boy that florida atlantic has we know how good of a player he is now the tigers are going to be missing their starting center they're going to be uh they they haven't played jordan brown many minutes since he's returned what are they going to do on the inside well they had two guys step up in a massive way uh, naquan tomlin had a massive game 21 points Eight rebounds, three steals, two blocks for him. David Jones, uh, a good game for him, 25 points. He led the team. But I think one player that has not gotten as much praise as I think he really deserves is Nicholas Jourdain. The game that he had yesterday against FAU, he really stood out to me as one of the most impactful players on the court. Only finished with three points, was one for six from the field, but who cares? It's the dirty work that he brought. Eight rebounds, six of them, six offensive rebounds last night, and he was just getting active. He was blocking shots. He was getting steals. He was diving on the floor to keep a possession for the Tiger Tigers, grabbing offensive rebounds, um, even though they had the big center uh, FAU did in Vlad Golden. He was playing unbelievably, and I think the biggest thing, uh, biggest takeaway that a lot of people are talking about today is how many minutes the starters played for the Tigers. 30, 33, 35, 34, 38. We have finally seen a game where uh, Penny Hardaway has limited this rotation, and we're not seeing as much playing time from this bench unit. Only four bench points, uh, but when you have 14, 11, 25, 21 uh, from your starters, uh, leave them out there and, and let them go and, and win the game, and that's what Penny Hardaway did yesterday. Bryant, that is a great take from that box score when you look at those minutes logged mm-hmm. yesterday. Really, what, what we're down to is you can count on from the roster on October 1 to now. Remember, on October 1, we weren't even counting on Naquan Tomlin. Right, yeah. So remember, the roster on October 1 to the mm-hmm. roster now, we're down to about four guys. I wish people, please remember this. 
next August, September mm-hmm. and October, yep. when you have people that should know better telling you 10, 11, 12, 13-man roster, one ball. How's the, how's Penny going to divvy up all this playing time? Yep. Everybody's going to want to shoot. There's just no way to keep everybody that. You're going to get down to about four guys you can really count uh-huh. on. It's just how a season yep. goes. Nobody, nobody's going into the tournament really wanting to check in an eighth man unless you're up 20 or down 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And so hopefully, you know, we see more of this where let those starters go out there and play. And, yeah, give them a couple minutes here and there. But we do not need to see 10 guys playing in a game. and, and It's guys not reality. 14, 15 minutes off the bench. I mean, just, again, Carl Scherenfontz had the ball go through the bucket, mm-hmm. through the rim, two times this year. Mm. And I think one was the dunk. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. My top story is the Tigers trying to dig out of the deep hole. They find themselves in already a lot better than it was a week ago today, isn't it? Is it enough? Lots of teams between them and that last team in and all the bracketology lingo. Dayton seems a likelihood even with the Tigers maybe winning the AQ, the AAC tournament, winning the automatic qualifier. But it can be done. Look what two home wins did this week. Now, this week at Fog Allen Arena at Menges Court on Thursday and the last home game of the year next Sunday versus UAB. Plenty of controversy, plenty of drama, but plenty of wins can make all of that seem back page. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, and I I know we'll probably ask David Cobb his opinion on it, but I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about it, and that's the biggest story this weekend out of college basketball. It's the court-storming controversy after Wake Forest got their biggest win of the season over Duke. Here come the students, and there goes Kyle Filipowski trying to... Duke leads the world in court-storming. They they do. They do. And, I mean, what do you expect but Kyle Filipowski trying to get off the court is is bombarded by fans no I do not think that he was trying to trip the fans or push the way I think he was just trying to get out of there I he mean, did not to, provoke no, it. that's, that's it I mean, it's, it's crazy I mean imagine you're trying to walk off a field or off a court or a field after just losing a very emotional game and now you've got hundreds of students running at full speed uh, mm-hmm. towards you I mean that is an uncomfortable situation to be in and so I hate that Kyle Filipowski he got injured. I, I don't know the answer to it. I've seen some people that say, uh, you know, you you put up, you know, 15 seconds or something like that after the the end of the game and let that count down and then let the students come on. Is that really organic, though? I, yeah, I just don't know about that. My thing is, okay, go cheer, yeah, yay! Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I think this was really uh, the ball was dropped by by Wake Forest when it came to security and being yeah, prepared. Yeah, for I agree. Steve Forbes said it, Johnny. Yeah, I agree he, absolutely. And uh, and I mean, I saw some somebody put a video of last week when Creighton beat uh, UConn, and uh, I mean, you saw immediately security going out there. That's how it's supposed to be on the side yeah. where where Creighton's bench was. You could go over there, whatever. UConn side, they had that rope about at the free throw line, yeah. and you could not get any farther than, than the paint to, to the sideline. So all UConn players had enough space. They could get out of there, and I think that's what it, what it's going to do. Me and John uh, Johnny Radio were talking about it earlier, and he said, well, you know, you can't really have security, that much security in these college games for every single game. 
But that's the thing is, is you know when Wake Forest is hosting Duke, you know there's an opportunity that you can yeah. beat them. You know that the they're not storming the court beating Boston College. It's only yeah, yeah, maybe, I agree. Maybe three to five. Sorry, times BC. In, All three listeners in our area. Well, yeah, but I think <laughs> I think what three to five times maybe a year in these big conferences that you'll have an opportunity to storm the court. You can prepare better for those opportunities. Yeah, Duke, Duke gets it. They're the big target. Mm-hmm. Wonder when the last time. Duke stormed the court at Cameron Indoor. That is a great question. I have no idea. You know the last time Alabama tore down goalposts, don't you? No. When? Never. Really? Wow. Hey, program. And they wear it as a badge of honor. As they should, honestly. Never tear it. I love that. And their theory is, why are we shocked we won? That's a good point. I love that. That's great. My my not top story. I'm, I'm right there with you, and I I like taking a side, but I'm really torn on court field storming. Mm. First of all, everyone doesn't do it. There wasn't ten thousand yeah. people on that I court agree. at Winston Salem. Yeah. That was about what would it take to f- fill the court up? A thousand? Probably less. Yeah, but uh, probably yeah. probably probably less. Yeah. Football, pro- obviously, sure. a lot more. Yeah. And, and, and it, all 10,000 aren't out on the court. Usually it's 500 to 1,000. Obviously, uh, the safety concern. I mentioned a friend of mine had a daughter injured. There were other injuries in, in 2014. I think there might have been one or two last year in Oxford over the LSU game. Mm-hmm. But with all these coaches, especially college basketball coaches, even, even college football coaching, just begging students, please come to our game. Do, yeah. we'll, we'll make – you know, we'll make it special for you. And now you got Jay Billis wanting to have him arrested. Mm. So, so you beg me to come to the game. Mm. We win. I run out on the court and I spend the night in the jug. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot, coach. Now, I, I understand people uh, wanting to try to make precautions so that players don't get injured. But saying that if you storm the court, you should get arrested is, is crazy. That's, that's crazy. Uh, that's that crazy. And, and, and we're going to see it in the smaller leagues, Patriot, NEC, Horizon, where they get down to that final game is a home game mm-hmm. for the better seed, like Ryder. They're they're hosting the whole arena is not eight hundred people. No. You're not keeping them. If that ball goes in from half court no, to buzzer, you can't put fifteen seconds yeah. up. No, no, we got thirteen <laughs> more seconds <laughs> to right. wait. Till, yeah. They're going out there, right. and I, I I don't know how you can. But then I sure don't want to turn the police on no. on your own students. No, no I'm, that that won't help at the alumni no. association dues office in no. in a few years. No. Yeah, I went to school there and they had me arrested. That's right. That's right. I got I got arrested for celebrating. Now, one. if there's hooliganism, sure. if you go out there and you throw a punch or you even yeah. push you push somebody in the back like David Jones was at mm-hmm. Tulane, like I, I I don't know the young lady was aggressive with Caitlin Clark. Mm. But have a little more awareness. Sure. Yeah, she didn't have no awareness, Britt. That's what that no, was. Had no, you, you know why? Because her awareness was stuck right in her face in that TikTok machine. That's right. That's that's only awareness she, <laughs> yeah. uh, only awareness she had. And for sure, if somebody somebody threw a punch at a, oh, yeah. at, at Jaden Daniels or mm-hmm. at anybody out on the field, oh, of course the the the, the, yeah. the, the, the full. The full practice of the law should be administered. No, you're you're absolutely right. So it's it's a very tricky uh, situation, I think, because I like I said, I can make arguments for both sides, and and I could sit on both sides. What but- was the last Tiger court storming? And I know we've gone way long. I just looked at the clock. I'm yeah, sorry, Brian. Good. Um, I, I, I do not know the last time. I don't remember one at course. FedEx Forum. No, I, I, I don't either. I, I don't. I, I, I don't remember one at the Pyramid. Mm-mm. 
No, I, I couldn't tell you one. I, I vaguely want to say I remember, like, as a freshman, uh, during a big game, there was, like, talk about, like, if we win this game, uh-huh. we're going to storm the court. And then for whatever reason, either they didn't win or or we didn't storm. But I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time. I, I don't remember anything. You know, in, in, in football, there, there's been sure. circumstances, yeah. but I, I, I can't knock it. Any, no, anyway, no, no, I'm sorry for running along. No, you're you're all good. Well, I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what happened at FedEx Forum yesterday when the Tigers beat Florida Atlantic. We'll do that next on Sports Time. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. Yesterday, the big game at FedEx Forum, Tigers and FAU, a 78-74 to win for the Tigers. A really fun game and uh, one that, that the Tigers wanted. You could tell the energy level was there and ultimately got a big win for them yesterday. They did, and the first thing I go to, most importantly, the final score. Mm-hmm. But the next thing I go to after that, you look at turnovers. Only six, yeah, only crazy. six for the Tigers against a team, essentially, that went to the Final Four last year. Mm-hmm. I, they earned their way. They're still the luckiest team ever to do it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I look at that, and then I go I, I, I go to free throws, and uh, FAU, were really, they were really good, 11 of 14, but the Tigers were were sound enough, yep. 11 of 16. That'll win you a lot of games at home with a great crowd and a great yep. house for this team that is aggravating as it has been, <laughs> especially in the new calendar year in, yeah. in conference play, can still pull off March success. It sure. can. Yeah, no, absolutely. It 100% can. And, uh, you know, you got to have, you got to put games like this together. We saw what they did. Uh, earlier in the week against Charlotte. A great game. The energy level was there. Then they, you know, parlay that into this game against FAU. The energy was there. They come out big and uh, and get the win. Can they take that, you know, this week on the road at East Carolina? You know, it's probably going to be a, a sleepy environment, a sleepy crowd. Can they do that? But you're absolutely right. I mean, they brought in a, another thing that I went and, and looked at uh, when that game was over was, was offensive rebounds. Well, your rebounds in general, but offensive rebounds because – Late in that game, Golden was playing well, but you could tell he was getting worn mm-hmm. down. This Florida Atlantic team could not get into a rhythm. And the Tigers, they were hustling out there and getting offensive board. 15 offensive rebounds in that game. Six from Nicholas Jordan, like I was talking about in my not or in my top story. But also Naquan Tomlin with five offensive rebounds. I mean, that is what you have to have from those guys, especially when you know you're going to be a little undersized missing Malco. To have those guys go out there and grab offensive rebounds like that, I mean, that was that was massive. And Tomlin hitting that first three, it really mm-hmm. ca- kind of yep. carried him the rest of the day. I, his, his best game as a Tiger, and it was needed. You mentioned earlier about the, the minutes played, 38, 36, 33. 
32 of four of the five starters. Mm-hmm. The fifth, oh, by the way, 30. It's just what it, it's what it's down to. You go through all the box scores around college basketball, and that's what most of them are going to look like. All right, I said nobody's really counting on on an eighth guy. Maybe a couple are, sure. are getting to eight, but Certainly not many. Not nine. I mean, you're, you're, you're seeing some teams with eight, but nobody's going nine, ten deep, especially this late into the season. And with any conference – of any note, mm-hmm. maybe not NEC and some of those others I named earlier, but certainly, certainly the American, certainly the, you know the the big football playing conferences. Mm-hmm. From here on, with, with their tournaments, you're going to have a break schedule to where you about can go get your ankles retaped back in the <laughs> locker room and be back out f- before the game resumes sure. again. And uh, a smidge longer halftime, a smidge, not much more. Right. And then you get in, in deeper in the tournament. You sure do. Final Final Four Saturday does if you got that far for teams that do. But you 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 gonna have long games mm-hmm. and you can have plenty of rest. And th- this is the time that you got to count on your, your guys. This this yeah. is your army you're going to war with. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that, and so yeah, I loved seeing that. You know, last this year. is the coalition of the willing. You're, you're right, and <laughs> and so I loved seeing you know Penny Hardaway just sticking with those starters. I mean, you look at the bench minutes. Jaden Hardaway got 16 minutes and led the way. Then you see seven, five, two, one. I mean, you're not seeing these guys come off the bench, and and you know, I think you know, especially when these guys are in a groove, when you're getting so much from the starters. Ride that hot hand and, and, and mm-hmm. let them keep going um, and, and trust that those guys can can make those plays. And, and it certainly paid off for the Tigers last year. And I hope, you know, we talked so much, really, ever since uh, Coach Hardaway took over that Coach Hardaway is very much, if things are working, he's going to stick with it. If things are not working, he's going to change it. So I'm hoping we see something similar uh, Thursday night against East Carolina. For FAU, that loss took them in the net from 32 to 37. Mm. It hurt them more than it helped the Tigers. The Tigers yeah. moved from 81 to 79. That, that net creep is going to be slow. Yeah. The rest of the way. But you, you can make a case even with winning Thursday night yeah. at ECU, it could toggle back a spot or two. Sure. Yeah. And, and we've talked about that a lot throughout conference play of, you know, you're not going to get that that giant bump that you see in in these power conferences when they go win, especially road games. You know, you're you're going to see maybe one or two spot jump, but it's not going to be anything huge. And you know, that's just the way this conference has been. That's the way you know the net is. And so uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, it just if the Tigers can continue to win games and and put these wins together, I think that will be huge. And and you know, certainly it's big to be clicking at the right time. Uh, come, yeah. come conference tournament. Br- Right, let's break, and we come back. Yeah. We, we will talk about kind of the, that slow creep up Absolutely. in the net and kind of AAC scenarios. Yeah, let's get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Tigers and the AAC. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. 
before the break, we were talking about kind of this conference as a whole and this kind of slow creep that you'll see. I know a lot of people were, I don't want to say discouraged, but were a little shocked that the Tigers only moved up a couple spots in both Net and Kim Palm after that win against Florida Atlantic at home. But, Brett, you mentioned it before we went to a break. That's kind of what it's going to be like with East Carolina on Thursday. Even with a win, you probably won't probably won't move up a lot of spots. Um, and I think it would be the same against uh, UAB. I think the only one that you would get a, a real kind of significant jump would be if you go on the road to FAU and, and win that game at the very end of the season. A week from today, the Tigers have to be 2-0, and and it's going to feel really frustrating to watch this, this, this slower movement. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that way. The following week, I, I think, will, would, would be a little better. That, that'd just be 1-0, though, right? Yeah, that's the right. The following week. Yeah. It, it's going to be, get down to the last second of selections, aren't you? It, it 100% is. It, it, it is, and, and the Tigers have gotten themselves in that spot. I mean, we're, we're going to visit with Shelby Mast at 4.30. Mm-hmm. I, I have his bracket in, in, in front of me. And he's got the Tigers, as others considered, for at-large bids. But, you know, the last four in, first four out, next four out, all that verbiage, nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Same today for for Jerry Palm. Tomorrow we, we wait on Lenardi. But he gave his his early preview. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the same thing. It, it's They're not, they're not going to pop up on that bracket again if, if they do. Until it matters. Yeah, no, you're right. And and you know, I was looking at, at Shelby Mass bracket, I was looking at Jerry Palms and and you're right. I mean, they are, are not even really close in terms of, of being back on that on in that bracket. And so you need kind of a big close to the regular season. And I think you need a, a massive push during that conference tournament. I mean I, you said it earlier, I'm I'm definitely with you. I think anything um, short of playing on Sunday I think you don't feel very good going into to selection Sunday. I think if you lose on Sunday, you're you know kind of squirmy while you're watching it, uh, and then obviously if you win, you're in. But um, it's it's certainly still an uphill battle. And you you, you can pick it some of the teams that are listed by all these bracketologists. We'll talk to mm-hmm. Shelby about his and say well they're better than that. It w- it will come down to. Losing at home to Rice right. was just a killer. Yeah, no, and that that was a huge one. I mean, you you cannot have that. And and now, I mean, you know, Brett, we we talk about it, and, and I'm sure you know, in the next couple of weeks, getting closer to Selection Sunday, we'll start taking a look at you know resumes and this team and that team and and blind resume talk. But one thing that over these last couple of years that the Tigers have been in the tournament, something that we've kind of bragged about, fans have bragged about, is well, you know, when you look at quad three games, quad four games, the Tigers are undefeated. They are, you know, they're great in those matchups. Well, when the when the you know selection committee is looking at a couple of teams, and I, I wish I had one of them. I do have one of them pulled up. You know, let's let's go and look at one of the selections. If they're looking at Nebraska um, as you know, Nebraska and Memphis as two teams to get in, Nebraska in quad three. Quad three, Nebraska is six and zero. Quad four, Nebraska is seven and zero. Memphis has that quad four glaring loss sticking out, and if it comes down to that every single day of the week, they're going to go with the team that's undefeated in quad three and quad four. It's just how it happens, and especially when it's their metric. Mm-hmm. This isn't Torvik. This no. isn't Shelby. This no. isn't this isn't Lenardi. This mm-hmm. is the NCAA. 
it, it's their metric that they use. Yeah. And, and, and look, all the fans can, you know, impeach and insult, you know, some that are, that are in. But Nebraska, that's a very good example. They're at 41 and, and goose eggs in that three and four quad loss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, that, that's just simple for people sitting there that, that aren't as passionate about it as, or maybe not as wedded to the Tigers mm-hmm. as we are, and so many of our listeners, and they they're just looking at those raw numbers. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. No, it it really is. And so I mean, it, it's still an uphill battle. But I, I'm, you know, and we said it last week, and I'll, I'll say it again. If you can get on a roll here, you you know, find a way to go undefeated the rest of the way in the regular season, and you make that real push in the conference tournament, and you get to Sunday, and now you've won. I mean, I don't even know how many games in a row that would be if you you go undefeated the rest of the way and then win in in conference tournament. I do think there's a human element in there. I do think that that's when you start seeing Tigers in there. It doesn't hurt, and and when you're winning and when more teams are talking about you, and let's face it, during conference schedule, once you get to Saturday or Sunday, there's only a handful of teams in the country still playing, so you'll be talked about. You'll be on the highlight shows and everything. That, That certainly helps a little bit when it comes to the selection committee. It doesn't hurt. It could come down to this. Now, I think they have a lot of work to do. This team, I'm going to mention in comparison to the Tigers, I think they have a lot of work to do, and I don't have a good feeling about it. I think they've kind of maxed out and kind of hit 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 their their ceiling. But what if, what if that game way back in December between Ole Miss and Memphis was the difference in a bid? Well, I mean that's a that's a really good point because we've seen you know Ole Miss is. That SEC schedule is starting to catch up with them, and and you know they're kind of in, um, you know, in in that eleven type of area on the bubble. Mm-hmm. And you know when you go back and look, and you've seen what Ole Miss has done this year, you've seen what Memphis has done this year, and you know you go back, Ole Miss beat them at home. You know it very well could come. And down they got to goose eggs in quad three That's and right. four. That's right, lost column and what seventy and they won. Yeah, seventy five and net as well. Um, I'm seeing here on, on I've got their thing pulled up on CBS. So, I mean, you can certainly make the argument that uh, you know the Tigers have been better in quad one. Tigers you could eight. even have this. Okay. You could have the Tigers become the automatic qualifier. And I said yeah. I'm not so sure that they still wouldn't be in Dayton, uh-huh. even winning everything at Dickey's Arena. What if you had Ole Miss Memphis rematch in Dayton? Whoa, <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be fun. Kind of as the de- designated eleven seeds. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be. Uh, whew, I wouldn't love that, but in terms of, I'd be I'd be nervous that entire week. But that should certainly be fun around. Wouldn't here. be nervous long. It'd either be Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, that's a good point. It'd be a quick. <laughs> it'd be a quick turnaround. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what this team does. Uh, going forward, obviously a big one uh, on Thursday road game. We've seen this team struggle on the road, but they should take care of East Carolina, and we'll talk more about that game as it gets closer. But we need to go ahead and wrap up our first hour, and when we come back, we'll talk some more college basketball. We'll talk a little bit of college football with our buddy David Cobb. <laughs> 